0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include predicting rates, my interview with loan care's Rodney Moss on how subservicers are winning business and what to expect in the servicing space for the remainder of 2023, and investor sentiment to open the start of the week. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Cander's patented automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech, is a state-of-the-art, 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. The portability allows clients to plug in the technology wherever an underwrite happens during a loan lifecycle, from point-of-sale to servicing. Clients can instantly scale to match loan volumes, improve quality to mitigate repurchase risk and boost liquidity. Cander can do. No one can predict interest rates with any degree of accuracy or confidence, so originators should optimize the current situation with the cards they have been dealt, which aren't always good. Speaking of which, an owner of a non-bank lender who was doing $40 million a month a few years ago and who's now doing $10 million a month wrote in, quote, Are you hearing that in the acquisition of a lender that all the premium is gone and, and that deals are comprised of just an earnout? over two to three years, end quote. Yes, I am hearing that for lenders doing $10 million a month. But every deal is different, and for companies that were doing $80 million a month and are now doing $30 million, then their stone might be a premium. For today's interview, I want to welcome onto the show Loan Care's Rodney Moss to talk about how subservicers are winning business and what to expect in the servicing space for the remainder of 2023. He's Executive Vice President of Strategy and Business Development, leading the continued growth of LoanCare's Care's portfolio of strategic subservicing relationships. In addition to leading business development efforts, he also directs product strategy for the organization, leveraging his more than 25 years of experience in the financial services industry. Previously, he served as SVP of Sales and Business Development for the Lender Placed Insurance Division of National General Insurance and Flagstar Bank you also spent time in leadership roles at Aquin Loan Servicing and in the Debt Capital Markets Division of SunTrust Robinson Humphrey. I want to
1: start by talking a little bit about loan care. And loan care has been providing mortgage servicing and subservicing for more than 30 years. And and you've been around the block, too. So I want to start by asking you, what's different about the industry in today's environment?
2: Yeah, sure, Robbie. Um, The servicing industry certainly has changed uh, over the last 30 years with compliance and technology and and borrower interaction being some of the most significant differences I've seen. Um, Servicing in today's market environment really requires substantial investment uh, in both the borrower experience and also providing a real transparent and compliant client experience. So loan care, we believe, really starts by providing uh, customers a best-in-class digital experience. We, we all know that clients uh, or customers really don't want to talk to their servicer; they really want to try to self-serve. So, really providing that client experience, we think, is is very important in today's digital environment. Um, we also uh, believe that providing uh, really insight into uh, our client's portfolio and being transparent and providing tools to allow our clients to drive decision-making based on the data on their portfolio to be really important. So um, we really try to stress transparency through the expanded use of data, and we consistently invest in technology and stay better connected with the customer. And also in today's environment, it really is important to stay ahead of regulatory changes and provide the oversight of the full compliance landscape. So at Loan Care, we do incorporate some of the industry best practices to manage operational risk, quality control, uh, vendor oversight, and ongoing performance management. And we really stress the use of both internal and external audit processes to provide continuous insight and enhanced risk management. From the technology side, um, you know, technologies continue to evolve over the years. Uh, we've seen a greater focus on data analytics and portfolio management tools. And this really allows our clients to better manage the risks and optimize the asset performance that they can gain from the servicing asset. And as it relates to the customer experience, we really feel it's critical to offer this robust digital experience, while providing all the convenience and safeguards and privacy controls demanded of today's that's demanded by today's customers. So at Loan Care, we see ourselves really bridging um, ourselves and our clients and our customers. And we'll continue to invest in those infrastructures really to strengthen those relationships.
1: That's great to hear. And I know you have a variety of clients, whether that's large depositories or credit unions but i i want to focus on independent mortgage banks for a second and, and you obviously have a lot of those why is that market so important to you
2: yeah really over the last decade um really since the um the credit crisis of uh 07 through 09 you know the independent mortgage banks really stepped in to fill the fill the void um when the large banks began to reduce their mortgage footprint um in the wake of the credit crisis. And in fact, you're even seeing it now with uh, Wells Fargo, at least pulling away from the servicing market and really downsizing what they're doing in mortgage. So I think we'll continue to see more of the independent mortgage banks continuing to fill that void uh, over time. Um, So they constitute a much larger percentage of the origination market and have their own servicing needs. And the complexity built into the mortgage servicing environment it's really difficult to maintain um, and to um, to support uh, unless you have significant scale to operate those platforms so a lot of the independent mortgage banks do utilize subservicers and will continue continue to use subservicers to take advantage of uh, those types of things like scale like the Um, ability to leverage best practices across many different clients and decades of experience. So, you know, as we, um, you know, entered into 2023, um, we saw, you know, in in the end of 2022, the real rise in interest rates has really had a dramatic effect of the independent mortgage banks out there. Um, While, you know, in 2020 through 2022, the beginning of 2022 or so, uh, many of these lenders uh, retain their mortgage servicing rights, uh, but now being uh, you know really forced to consider selling their servicing portfolio to manage the slowdown in origination, volume, and help preserve capital. And this has created an interesting market dynamic where there are more more MSR pools are exchanging hands and servicing transfers are coming more coming more commonplace. You know, like always, the market has adapted and we've seen efficient processes that emerge to connect investors who raise funds to invest in MSRs and step up and buy from IMBs. And these utilize subservicers to manage portfolios. And so we like to uh, create, you know, internal loan care marketplace where there can be a positive or uh, less impactful. Customer experience when these servicing transactions happen between MSR investors and independent mortgage banks?
1: So, on this podcast, I talk to people every day, and and a lot of it centers around customer experience. And when we think customer experience, we're thinking the borrower coming off the street to a mortgage company, but a lot of your customer experience is about making. These lenders happy and these originators happy. So I I kind of want to get I want to ask this question from a business to business perspective here. And ultimately, ultimately it is business to business to consumer at the end of the day. But how are your client expectations evolving about mortgage servicing? What do they expect in today's day and age?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Robbie. Um certainly they are expecting um, an outstanding customer. Uh, experience um, that goes without saying, as, as you just mentioned. Um, but what they're really looking for, to from a client perspective and subservicing perspective is more transparency and more robust data uh, and more insights into their portfolios than ever before. You know, it's becoming more and more of a data driven world and the uh, servicing world is no shortage of data. It's how you really collect that data and put it into a consumable format. So what differentiates a subservicer is their expertise in strengthening portfolio performance for their clients, um, not only in today's volatile market, but also in uh, preparation for longer term success. So to ensure optimal results, this really requires a strategic partnership between the lender and the subservicer. To include transparency and in business objectives, um, tailoring, servicing solutions, and a commitment to ongoing dialogue and collaboration.
1: And you place a lot of emphasis on customer retention for your lending partners. Can you talk to our audience? Why is that so important? and What are some of the things you do to help your clients retain their customers?
2: Sure. Uh, brand loyalty is the primary goal for Almost all lenders who aspire to, to establish lifelong relationships with their customers. So, in today's competitive lending environment, you know, borrower retention, which includes recapture and cross selling additional products, is a primary goal of the industry and something clients are intensely focused on achieving with the help of their subservicer. So, at Loan Care, what we've done is we've invested heavily into making the borrower's digital experience a priority, as it is for a lot of customers the primary tool in managing their mortgage and communicating with their servicer. So by offering the requisite tools for borrowers to manage their account in an updated and compliant and easy to use online environment, we're helping our clients strengthen their connection with their customers from day one of servicing. One of Loan Care's priorities is achieving a relationship with our clients. And to do that, we need to take the time to understand our clients' perspectives, uh, really their business objectives, their brand culture, and their customers they have in their mortgage portfolios. so we can really tailor those items to, their, to the servicing environment we provide. Uh, for many clients, this results in a private label uh, or white label experience where their brand brand remains at the top of mind for homeowners while managing servicing strategies and operations. All these communications, touch points, websites have branding, tone, um, and the feel of clients organization for the homeowner. So again, we want to have this connection uh, with the client and with the borrower. So there are lifelong relationships there. So this seamless infrastructure behind the scenes means the clients maintain a strong relationship uh, while providing you know the peace of mind that we're handling their servicing level agreements, their payment plans, regulatory compliance, risk management, and fraud prevention you know to the best industry practices.
1: I've all, another kind of hot topic these days is data and analytics and and leveraging those things to really set apart profitable companies from those that are struggling, especially in today's tough environment. So uh, I guess I would ask you, how are you using data and analytics to improve performance over there at Loan Care?
2: Yeah, that's something we spend a lot of time and resources working on, Robbie. And there, there is no shortage of data cre- created in the mortgage servicing industry The challenge has been connecting the dots for meaningful insights and and being able to provide on-demand access to make decision-making better decision-making. So we saw an opportunity to develop a a tool that we call Loan Care Analytics. And it's a proprietary data platform that offers our clients self-serve access to all all servicing information throughout the lifecycle of a servicing asset. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, You know, this loan care analytics platform, our our servicing team and our client partners can access the same data while gleaning actionable insights in real time. This is important that we're managing our company um, from an operational standpoint from the same exact data set that our clients are seeing in real time. So this single source of truth platform connects the dots across the servicing journey, providing our partners the data accuracy they need to make competent decisions and better manage their portfolios. So through the aggregation of these complex data sets and comprehensive sources, Loan Care Analytics presents trends and comparisons and patterns Uh, To easily understand visual graphics and and interactive dashboards, these clients can quickly navigate among views to filter down to specifics and access loan level detail to identify opportunities and risks without requiring hours of spreadsheet manipulation, which we've all done in the past, or have a data uh, scientist support uh, infrastructure. So we see the time uh, saved and the accuracy and decision making and agility to optimize results really is unique within the industry. But you know, not only are we able to optimize performance, we can uh, clients also use loan care analytics to track certain things like loan boarding, document tracking, simulate mock regulatory audits, and review their portfolio data in as much detail as they like. So this flexibility and transparency can help clients keep a pulse on their portfolio at every stage of the loan life cycle and even predict areas of potential growth or mitigate risks before it happens. So, for example, clients can identify the number of loans in their portfolio at risk of becoming delinquent to to begin proactive outreach to these homeowners. Similarly, these loans can already be delinquent and be identified for outreach regarding possible workouts and modifications for which they're eligible. Uh, for loans that are about to be paid in full, they can receive a targeted campaign to recapture a business through another loan product or you know, in the event of a natural disaster, you're able to quickly segregate that portfolio that may be affected by the natural disaster and understand what potential risks are there and, and Who those homeowners are so really this loan care analytics and the uh is really driven by the data that we have we've been able to take unstructured data structure it and provide it in a form that's consumable and can can easily be used to make decisions
1: doing a little research before this interview putzing around on your website and i saw you have something called the velocity specialty servicing model and uh I want to ask, why did you develop that model and, and how it work? What's it do? Give us the lowdown.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Velocity is a division of loan care. It is not a separate servicing organization. It really is a a department within our, uh, our loan care servicing uh, organization. And so the simplest answer is we launched Velocity because we felt we had something unique to offer the holders of non-performing loans or re-performing loans, where we can help our clients turn distressed loans into performing loans faster. And it's able to leverage the scale and size and infrastructure of loan care. So what we call this is, you know, internally we call it special servicing at scale. So Velocity really offers our clients the again the ability to, to leverage the scale of loan care. It's, robust compliance and risk management infrastructure and its operation capabilities operational capabilities while providing the talent and process rigor proven to address some of the unique challenges we see in special servicing so what we've done is we've invested in and developed tools specific to the strategy and utilize a robust loss mitigation data model that we call portfolio arc the Velocity uh, this velocity Portfolio Arc is an intelligent network of SLA triggers, exceptions, and loan level conditions used to prioritize work use by focusing throughput where it matters most. And we believe the key to, is to work with clients on establishing portfolio goals and then executing on a loan-by-loan loan disposition plan. So Velocity can uniquely structure a solution tailored to a homeowner situation and helping them understand options and make decisions at a pace that puts both the homeowners and clients at ease. And we've had this up and running for about uh, 18 months or so, and our our results really have been impressive um, on how we've been able to convert uh, non-performing loans to re-performing loans. Uh, and generate and and turn those assets into cash quicker. By providing the skill sets and high touch service, we've moved these distressed loans again into performing sooner. And our partners really have been uh, excited about that. And, and we look forward to expanding that uh, in the marketplace.
1: So I want to close by asking you uh, to pull out your crystal ball here a little bit, and I'm not going to say what are MSR valuations going to do, but what where do you see the overall mortgage servicing market moving forward or a year from now? How do you how do you see it evolving?
2: Yeah, I think that the market is going to continue to ask more and more uh, of its mortgage servicers in the coming years. Again, they're going to be asking for for more data, uh, for more transparency, uh, and and continued development of technology. Uh, within the customer service part of the business. Um, You also may see the uh, leveraging uh, technology tools, such as uh, AI to help uh, with um, customer outreach, as well as um, developing um, uh, more uh, automated processes within the servicing operation. Um, we'll also continue to see lenders look at more alternative products. We've started to see that um, today, We're especially around second liens and HELOCs and um, with uh, customers having um, you know very low note rate, high equity uh, LTVs that are able to access that uh, capital through second liens or HELOCs or and having the ability to service those types of alternative products are going to be um, very very important and uh, we've also you know seen some consolidation in the servicing market um, with uh, some m a deals that have been done or in the marketplace and so i think the landscape will change about who the participants regarding who the participants are going forward uh, and we'll just see how that all shakes out
1: whether it's technology in the customer service, part of the business, AI for customer outreach, or new products, you're incredibly well positioned at Loan Care. Uh, And I wanna wish you the best of luck. Rodney, thanks for making the time for me today. This is great.
2: Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you.
0: As a reminder, and continuing to set the tone, last week's economic data continued to outperform market expectations stronger than forecasted GDP growth in the second quarter, was driven by business spending on equipment, structures, and intellectual property products. However, residential investment fell 4.2%. It was the ninth consecutive quarterly decline and compared to the first quarter, personal consumption expenditures rose 1.6% versus 4.2% as consumer spending slowly wanes. Slowing inflation may be helping households maintain some spending habits, Annual core inflation slowed 4.1% in the second quarter and has been trending at 3.8% over the last three months. Additionally, wage growth, as measured by the Employment Cost Index, rose 1.0% in the quarter, the slowest pace in two years. Fed officials have maintained they need to see sustained moderation of inflation, which would likely result in labor market declines. However, the Fed staff is no longer forecasting a recession over the next 12 months. It's possible that without an economic downturn, there would be little incentive for the committee to lower the Fed Fund's target. Given the activity last week, it was a very quiet start to this week ahead of the week's risk events, highlighted by Wednesday's quarterly refunding announcement and Friday's payrolls report, as traders refrain from making big bets amongst concerns of an overheated market. We've seen recently that the U.S. gross domestic product picked up steam in the second quarter, key inflation measures continue to cool, Consumer spending is rising, and the labor market remains at near-historic strength. Friday's payrolls are, as usual, being talked about, and are estimated at 200000 in July. And the central bank's future policy moves will be strongly influenced by the labor market. Fed officials believe unemployment needs to increase in order for the central bank to reach its 2% inflation target, and more evidence we're moving toward a disinflationary environment will lead to lower mortgage rates. The Reserve Bank of Australia was out with its latest monetary policy decision overnight, where it hiked rates by 25 basis points. The U.S. calendar doesn't have much scheduled today in terms of news that would substantially move rates, but we will receive Redbook same-store sales for the weekend in July 29th, final July SP Global Manufacturing PMI, ISM Manufacturing PMI for July, Joel's job openings for June, June construction spending, July Dallas Fed Texas Services, and remarks from Chicago Fed President Goolsby. We began the day with agency MBS prices, a little change from Monday evening, the U.S. two-year at 4.88, the 10-year yielding 3.98 after closing yesterday at 3.96%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. This year, thousands of men will die from stubbornness. No, we won't. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Sanders' patented, automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech, is a state-of-the-art, 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit RobCrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.